0: good morning folks and a very warm welcome to this service of worship this morning we will be celebrating the sacrament of Holy Communion and you should all have received a little cup containing the bread and wine the children are joining us later and once they're in I'll just remind folk how these are opened if you're worshiping with us online you might like to make sure that you have something ready to eat and drink to celebrate the sacrament now we are, as you all know, a new congregation and you may have noticed that we've been trying out different ideas at start of worship in terms of the order of coming into the church. No matter what the order that we use is, let me just remind you that we stand for the Bible being brought in as the Bible is the word of God and its presence marks the beginning of worship. If you have any comments or ideas about this part of the service, please come and speak to me. I would really appreciate that. And this morning on our table, we have communion ware from the former Glenburn Parish Church, which goes back to the George Street Church. Which, so it's lovely to have that sense of history with us. There are a number of intimations in the print, including the Guild meeting tomorrow night, a reminder that next Sunday is Ice Cream Sunday. So, if you've got little ones at home, be they children or grandchildren or neighbours, friends, please invite them to come along. Ne- today, there is the opportunity to donate to the DEC, the DEC Appeal for Ukraine. The collection plates are at the doors of the church. We are also looking for more volunteers to act as beadle. The job description and the details of conditions of service etc are all on the order of service so have a wee look and see if that is something that you could help with next sunday there will be a collection of toiletries for women's aid and the food bank and as always these organizations would be delighted to receive donations of money as well we are moving through our lent bible studies so on tuesday Of this week, we meet at the Outreach Center at 7 p.m. If you would like a copy of the Lent Bible Studies in advance, drop me a wee email. My address is on the back of the Order of Service and I will send you a PDF of what we're using. And these are all the intimations. Come and share the waters of life. Come and share God's holy word. Come and share the banquet which God offers. Come, everyone who thirsts for God's love. Come to worship and to praise the God of abundant love. Let's worship God in singing Psalm 63, which we find at hymn number 43 in the Purple Books. Hymn 43, O God, You Are My God Alone. We come to God in prayer. But this morning's opening prayer is based on today's Old Testament reading. So let's pray. The Lord says, come to me all who thirst, here is water. Come, you that have no money, buy corn and eat. Come, buy wine and milk, it will cost you nothing. Listen to me, my people, and do what I say, and you will enjoy the best food of all. Lord God, your thoughts are not like our thoughts and your ways are different from our ways. The Lord says, come all who look for justice. Here is hope for the future. Come all who long for fairness in trade and employment. Here is a better way. Why profit from others' misfortune? Why benefit from others' misery? Lord God, your thoughts are not like our thoughts, and your ways are different from our ways. The Lord says, come all who long to find a purpose to their lives. Here is the word of life. Come all who look for meaning for their existence. Here is a lasting covenant. Why spend money on what does not satisfy? Why spend your wages and still be hungry? Lord God, your thoughts are not like our thoughts and your ways are different from our ways. And we come here to learn from you. The Lord says, come all who long for spiritual fulfillment. Here is the God who meets us in Christ Jesus. Come all who seek a lasting faith, here is the way, the truth, and the life. Come all who hunger and thirst for righteousness, yours is the kingdom of God. Come all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Lord God, your thoughts are not like our thoughts, and your ways are different from our ways, and we come to meet you here. Lord God, we have come to you. Let us turn to you, Lord. Let us pray to you, knowing that you are near. Let the wicked lead their way of life and change their way of thinking. Let them turn to the Lord, our God, for he is merciful and quick to forgive. Lord God, your thoughts are not like our thoughts and your ways are different from our ways. And we turn to you, Lord, our God, knowing that you are merciful and quick to forgive. And so, Father, we ask that you would forgive our selfishness, forgive our needs for excess in our lives. Father, forgive the times we have not loved those who have nothing. Father, forgive us when we struggle to work together to build your church. Father, forgive us when we do not listen to you Father, forgive. We come seeking the forgiveness of you, Lord. You, Lord, our God, who is merciful and quick to forgive. We come in the knowledge that you, Lord, forgives us. Thanks be to God. Lord God, hear us now as we pray together in the words Jesus taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. We turn now to scripture, and our readings this morning will be read for us by our fairly new session clerk, Hamish Sutherland. Thank you, Hamish.
1: The fairly new session clerk that didn't read the fine print in the contract. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the, um, the first reading is taken from Isaiah, chapter 55, verses 1 to 9. That's Isaiah, chapter 55, verses 1 to 9. Ho, every one that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat, yea, come, buy wine and milk, without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfy not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear, and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader, and a commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt call a nation, that thou knowest not, and a nation that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God. And for the Holy One of Israel, for he hath glorified thee. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will be abundantly pardoned. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And the second lesson is from St. Luke chapter 14, verses 1 to 9. There were present at that season some that told him of the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all Galileans, because they suffer such things. I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Or those eighteen upon whom the tower of Siloam fell and slew them, Think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem. I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. He spoke about this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon, and found none. Then he said unto the dresser of his vineyards, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig, and find none. Cut it down, why cumbereth the ground? And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it. And if it bear fruit, well, and if not, then after that thou shalt cut it down. Amen. May God add his blessing to this reading of his holy word. And we continue the service by singing hymn 167, Guide Me O Thou Great Jehovah.
0: story of a wee girl. Let's call her Orla. Orla could only hear one side of the conversation but something exciting was happening. Thank you so much, her mum said as she put down the phone. Well, what was that? Orla asked jumping up and down. Come on, stop looking so shocked. I am shocked. No one has ever treated me like that. Oh no, what did they say? Was it awful? Orla's tone changed. No, it wasn't awful, her mum replied. No one has ever been so kind to me. Well, kind to you, actually. Orla, well, you can picture the wee lassie. She was nearly bursting with frustration. What was her mum talking about? It was Gracie's mum. They're going on holiday tomorrow, and yes, I know they're going, Orla muttered impatiently, but what has that got to do with anything? Orla, calm down. Gracie's brother Joseph is ill, so he's going to stay at his granny's. And, mum, what are you going on about? Orla, mum said, just calm down. Joseph can't go, so there's a spare place at the cottage. Gracie's mum wanted to know if you could go with them. Oh Orla's face dropped. Well that's no good. We can't afford it. But that's the amazing thing, her mum continued. There is no cost. It's all been paid for, and they'd be going anyway. There's no extra cost to take you in the car with them. No cost, no price free. Free? Orla looked amazed. So, can I go? Oh, but what about you? Yes, of course you can go, and I shall have my own holiday here, enjoying the peace. Orla's mum was happy to accept the kind offer to take Orla on holiday. But sometimes people struggle to accept things that are offered. People quite often want to be independent to pay their way. But today, as we gather around the Lord's table, let us think about what has been freely offered to us. In today's Old Testament reading, the prophet Isaiah calls people to recognize the abundant gifts of a generous God. He calls attention to the abundance of God in creation. Everything is God's free gift. Chapter 55, which Hamish read for us, opens with an invitation to feast on God's amazing love. For Israel's gracious God has opened wide the door of the banquet hall and is insisting that all who thirst are invited. Not only is the food free, but it's good, it's rich, because it's capable of sustaining life and hope. And in the midst of all this plenty, Isaiah asks about our priorities. Why do you spend money? Why do you spend what money you have on the things that do not really satisfy? And today, we live in a society that seems to be governed by consumerism, the latest phone, the biggest telly. Isaiah pleads for a renewed set of values in his society. And he acknowledges the realities of life, the realities of life that are still the same today, that there are some who have very little or nothing at all. And Isaiah points out that there is something that can make a difference to everyone's life, whatever their means might be. There are things that don't cost money and which sustain us. Now, Isaiah is not calling for a spirituality that ignores the realities of the world. But he is calling for a renewal in thought and action so that those who need bread, both I suppose physical bread and spiritual bread, will have it. And this passage must still speak to us, must still shout to us as our society and as individuals. For as Christians, as Christians, we live our lives in this God-created world. And this is a world where there is enough for everyone If our resources are shared equitably. Something we've said before and something that I think we all need reminding of from time to time. Money, money in itself is neither good nor bad but it is dangerous if it is misused. If money becomes the purpose of living then the result is a sad and narrow goal with the potential for much damage but used well, money can help to sustain the fundamental health of society. And I'm sure we all remember the public anger at the banking crisis, and from time to time, the parliamentary expenses of some MPs. And that sort of informs our way of thinking and lets us see our dislike of the misuse of money and power. But we have to make sure that we don't return to old ways. And that depends on a widely based public commitment to change. And maybe today, maybe, just maybe, we value the basics of life more as we've lived through these two years of COVID and now the war in Ukraine. I think for many of us, we've realised what it is that really matters. Family and friends, freedom to worship, freedom to live lives as God wants us to do. For God's abundance begins with the very stuff required to sustain our lives, the basics, just what we need, air, water, and plants for food, physical realities that nourish our bodily needs, our basic bodily needs, enough for everyone, if fairly shared. But Isaiah doesn't only remind us of these physical blessings that God has given to the world. He reminds us too of the less tangible realities that also comes from God. And he mentions two in particular. Firstly, he talks about God's covenant with us. God's covenant with each one of us, a relationship that is filled with an openness and a willingness to commit to a mutually sustaining relationship between ourselves and God. And this promise, this covenant, is God's own free gift, a long-term relationship with God. And most of us are not that young, shall we say. So we know that long-term relationships don't just happen by themselves. We know that they need to be worked on They need to be cherished. They need to be nourished. And this relationship building takes time and effort. We need to spend time together. And one of the joys of relationships is sitting around a table together to share in conversation as well as food. And to build a relationship with God takes time and effort. This morning, we have gathered around the Lord's table We've gathered here to be spiritually nourished, to remember all that he has done for us and all that he does for us, to share in the bread and wine, to remember Christ's body and blood, broken and shed for us. But the second less tangible reality is God's word for us. God's willingness to be in communication with us constantly in all circumstances. For God communicates with us in so many different ways. He communicates with us through the word of the Bible. He communicates with us through the words and actions of other people. And he speaks into the very depths of our beings, into our hearts and souls. The quiet drip, drip. The gentle nudging. And sometimes the not-so-gentle. Would you just get on and do it? And sometimes that can be a real sense of, I should phone so-and-so. I need to phone them. Or I need to go and see so-and-so. And once you speak to that person you realize just why you are there God has put their name into your heart and he has said to you go and see that person speak to that person we don't always understand this communication but it is there it is there for the last two sentences from Isaiah informs us that God's ways are not our ways And God's thoughts are not our thoughts. But that doesn't matter. What we can understand and respond to is the abundant goodness and generosity of God's love. And when we read the New Testament, we are so aware of the goodness and generosity of God's love for us, as we know that he gave us the ultimate gift, the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, who was born, lived, crucified, and rose again, all for us, all for us. That's what God did. He sent his son, Jesus, to do that for each one of us. And in today's gospel passage, I suspect that this is another of these gospel passages where we struggle to understand, or maybe we just don't want to hear what's being said, For it says, if you do not turn from your sins, you will all die as they did. But then we go on to hear of the unfruitful fig tree and the gardener, the gardener who pleads for just one more chance for this fig tree. It's always Jesus' way to give us that one more chance or chance after chance after chance. Think of Peter, Peter who denied Christ three times And was then transformed through the power of the Holy Spirit. Think of Saul, who persecuted Christians, and his conversion when he met Jesus. For meeting Jesus changes people, meeting Jesus changes us. Jesus offers so much, he offers us so much, you and me. He offers us life in all its fullness for he gave up his life for us. And so today, as we gather round this, his table, we remember all that he has done for us. As we share in his body, in the bread and wine, we remember his body broken on the cross for us, his blood shed for us. For all this, Jesus did. Jesus did freely for you and for me. And we can be in no doubt of the cost of this to Jesus. We can be in no doubt of his anguish. But he did this. He did this for all of us freely. Freely. There was nothing, there is nothing that we need to do to earn this gift. There is nothing that we need to do to pay for this gift. But Jesus, Jesus pleads with his Father on our behalf he offers us chance after chance. All this he has done for us. As Isaiah prophesied, the Lord says, listen now my people and come to me, come to me and you will have life. And today we have come to the Lord as we gather round his table, we accept his invitation. We have come to the Lord, and we will have life. Amen. We're going to worship God in Him hymn from St. George's Praise. It's number 57, and it's the hymn in Christ Alone. Let's worship and stand if able. we bring to God our prayers. Let's pray. All generous God, in glad Thanksgiving we have made our offerings of money, of time, of skills, asking that you would bless all that we offer. Asking too that you would grant wisdom to all whom we entrust to share and use our gifts so that your kingdom may thrive and grow and that your love be shared here in Paisley and around the world. All-powerful God, hear us now as we bring you our prayers for others. Lord God, in your world between countries there are differences and difficulties and war. For today we cannot but help focusing on the situation in Ukraine, and we pray for peace. We pray that no more lives be lost, that no more families be separated. We pray for politicians throughout the world that they would have compassion and wisdom and put the needs of others before self. We pray, Lord, for countries and families who stretch out in love to welcome refugees. We pray for all who are struggling right now, struggling with loneliness, anxiety, ill health, poverty, bereavement. In a moment of silence, we bring you the prayers from the depths of our hearts. Lord God, in families there are difficulties and differences. Sometimes grudges held for so long that the original reason is forgotten. Help us to remember the words we prayed together. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. In your church too, there are difficulties and differences. For this congregation of St. George's, we remember the way things were done and sometimes we struggle to let them go. We say we want to do new things in your service and yet we can find this hard to do. Lord, help us to remember that you have called us here. You have gathered us together. You have created us. And today you have invited us to this, your table. So, Lord God, help us to lay at your feet all that is holding us back from building your church. As we share in the gifts of bread and wine, body and blood given for us, may we be remade in your image. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. During the singing of our communion hymn, our children will join us, and then Hamish and Muriel are going to bring the communion elements to the table. I'll be honest, I had hoped to sing Ye Gates at this point, and then I looked at Ye Gates, and it's full of Alleluia's, packed away in the box. So we're going to sing the hymn uh, We Come With Joy, I come with joy, a child of God. So as we sing this hymn, may we all come before God with joy as his children, forgiven, loved and free. And as we sit around Christ's table, may divisions be ended and the love of Christ unite us all in loving friendship. So let's stand if able to sing hymn 656, I come with joy, a child of God. Girls, it's good to see you wherever you may be. You want to give me a wee wave? It's lovely to have you with us. And today we're going to share in communion. And I know that you've been hearing about this this morning. We're going to use these little cups, and they're a wee bit like the milk you sometimes get in coffee, but they've got two lids on them. So if you lift the first, not just now, but later on, When you lift the first lid off, you'll get the little piece of wafer-like bread. And then if you lift the second one, you'll get a little drink of juice. Okay? So we're going to use those later on, but just so you know how to open them. And so the adults know as well, because they might have forgotten too. But to share in communion, we don't have to understand fully with our brains. We can all understand that this bread and the juice, and we often use the word wine instead of juice, reminds us of Jesus' body and blood. And this celebration of communion reminds us that Jesus died on a cross and that he forgives our sins. But we also remember Jesus' resurrection. And resurrection is a big word that means that Jesus came back to life. And that's really important that we remember that Jesus came back to life for us And each one of us here, we're all part of God's family. And families like to share meals together, don't they? So we've come together to share in this little meal. So we share in this special meal as a way of remembering all that Jesus has done for us and all that he promises to us. And when Jesus shared bread and wine with his disciples all those years ago, he simply said to his disciples, take it here, take it. And that's what he says to us. He says that to us. Here, take it. And when he says that, he's offering us not just bread and wine, but he's offering us what the bread and the wine represent. They represent his life that he gave for us. And he's saying, I'm giving it to you. He's giving it to you. He's giving it to me. He's giving it to all of us. And all we have to do is say, thank you, Lord, to take it. accept it and we say thank you because it's a gift and that's what we say when people give us a gift isn't it we say thank you so that's a wee bit and in a minute or two we'll hear some more of it Mm. and sometimes this morning I might use some big words so forgive me if you're not sure of what they mean and you can ask me about them later or you can ask your teachers or your folks at home about it but here we are around this table and this table this is the table not of the church, but the, of the Lord God, of Jesus. And it's to be made ready, and it has been made ready for all who love him and for all who want to love him more. And for folks who think, I don't know very much about Jesus, I want to know more about him. Everyone is welcome around this table. But we come here, we come here not because it's me that asks you, it's not. It's Jesus who asks us here, and it's his will that those who want him should meet him here. So, as we're seated around this table, let's hear the story of how this sacrament began. And this is from the Bible, and it says, On the night on which Jesus was betrayed, he sat at supper with his disciples. While they were eating, he took a piece of bread, said a blessing, broke it, and gave it to them with the words, This is my body, it is broken for you. Do this to remember me. Later, he took a cup of wine, saying, This cup is God's new covenant, sealed with my blood. Drink from it, all of you, to remember me. So now, following Jesus' example and command, we take this bread and this fruit juice and these little individual cups, ordinary things, which Jesus Christ will make special. And Jesus said a prayer before sharing in the special meal. So let's do so too. And as I said, it's in this prayer, there might be some words that you're not too sure about, but let's pray. May the Lord be with us. Let us lift up our hearts to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. Loving God, you made this world marvelous for us to enjoy. You gave us Jesus to be our friend and to bring us to you. You send your spirit to make us one family in Christ. For these gifts of your love, we thank you. And we join with angels and saints in this joyful hymn of praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. For your kindness to us and your goodness to all, we give you thanks. Lord, we thank you that you showed your love by sending your Son who gave his life for us and rose again from death and lives to pray for us forever. We thank you that he has taken away all that separates us from you and that he has made us friends with you and with one another. We thank you that he has brought us together at this table to strengthen us by his love. So, Lord, send your Holy Spirit on us and on these your gifts of bread and wine, juice and wafer. That we may know Christ's presence, real and true, healing, forgiving, and making us whole. That we may become for you, your body, living and loving and caring in the world until your kingdom comes. All this we ask, Lord, in your name. Amen. Among friends gathered round a table, Jesus took bread broke it and said this is my body which is broken for you do this to remember me and later he took the cup and said this is the new relationship with God made possible because of my death take this all of you, to remember me. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Grant us your peace. Taste and see that the Lord is good These are the gifts of God for the people of God. So let's now share in the wafer and the juice. When Jesus rose from the dead, he came and he stood amongst his friends and showing them his hands and his side, he said, peace be with you. Not an easy peace, not an insignificant peace, not a half-hearted peace, but the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ is with us now. Peace be with you. Now, let's share the peace with one another, perhaps simply by saying the words, peace be with you, or perhaps we would like to sign the peace Now to sign the peace, you're watching? We do this, we put our fingers and thumbs together like that and then we pull them apart. So that's peace, be with you. So we can share the peace with one another. Peace, be with you. I'm told it's important when you do this, and I can't remember what it means if you, your fingers look like that. It means something different. So you've got your fingers up, apparently. I'll need to go back and see what that means. But, so, but it's really good to be able to share the peace. And I'm sure that we all hope that it won't be too long before the day comes. We can maybe shake hands with one another as well as signing the peace. But now, let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for your goodness to us at the table of our Lord Jesus Christ, where we have remembered him and offered ourselves to his service. So Lord, take us, renew us and remake us till he comes again in glory. Here we have tasted the things of this world. Here we have touched the things of the next. Here we have seen and heard of the great mystery of our salvation. Here we have eaten of one loaf and drunk of one cup in that communion becoming one with you, with our brothers and sisters near and far, and with that great cloud of witnesses which surrounds us. May this precious gift which we have received be shared with all whose lives we touch, that our love of you and your love in us may shine for the salvation of the world. Amen. And now we're going to stand up, if we're able to, and sing the last hymn in our order of service. It's hymn number 555, and it's the hymn Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. of God offer God's generosity to all you meet be generous to others as God is generous to you and the blessing of Almighty God the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and all those whom you love this day and always